solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. I'm Esther. And this, this is, is Potter Watch. Yay. I'm so excited to be back. We're excited. We're excited to have you back. Esther was our first time reader from a few months ago. It felt like maybe three years ago, but it was really like six months ago or something. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while. It it ended up taking me a while to finish the books. Like I had a really strong start and then I kind of like wavered a bit, but then we like finished strong again. It just took a while to get to the last one. But it didn't seem like it was taking you that long. Like, um, if, if you think about it now, like six months is not a crazy amount of time to finish like four, seven months. Harry Potter books. That's true. That's true. Actually, I lied. It was like a year. It was July of 2020 that we had Esther on. Oh, and I had started by then. So really it has taken oh. like a little over a year to read. Yeah, but that's still faster still. than seven books. Yeah. But Just, as an avid fan, I was impatiently waiting for the next story. And you post for work a lot. And so I would get so disappointed when it was not Harry Potter related. Like I would seek out the story. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to disappoint. I get it though. Don't worry. If anyone has ever missed any of my stories, they're all saved on my Instagram by book. So if you like have a book, you feel like you want to, get my opinions on they're all right there oh trust me trust I did a I did a deep dive a deep redive even today oh I love that so much and um, also I feel so sorry that you had to do that <laughs> oh no I found it I found it very very fun and entertaining and uh, Molly and I have pulled out some some choice quotes yeah from you and we, I re-listened to the episode that you did to rehear your predictions. Oh, I'm so nervous because that's, I was trying to think about it today of like what predictions I made. And I honestly don't remember. You're pretty oh. safe. I think you okay. kept it safe. You kept but- it safe, but there are some quotes <laughs> that are given what I viewed on the Instagram story. Hilarious. Given the oh. six book reaction. <laughs> Uh, just for some background um please please anyway go go follow esther on instagram slash go watch her uh harry potter stories because they are legitimately fantastic and i think you should compile them into youtube videos because i think they would do very well they're They're just i feel yeah so pure but um or put them on tiktok or something i don't know Turn what it into the, a TikTok series. Yeah. Uh, what are the children? What are the youths doing? Um, I think that's it. Yeah. But um. But uh. I, oh yeah. But Esther, you had a quite emotional reaction. There was to, a journey to Dumbledore's death, Please. and who who <laughs> was the fault for that death? I was. I felt. I felt a lot of feelings. I'm a person just in general who feels a lot of feelings and like fully commits to characters. And I'm like, here we are. And I think the reason I felt 
so many feelings about Dumbledore dying is that I didn't think it was a possibility. Like I just in no universe was like, oh, well, it's probably Dumbledore because people would ask me where in the book series I was. And I would be like, oh, I'm in book six. I'm about this far through. And they're like, oh, (laughs) okay, yeah, sure. And so I knew something was coming. Like I was fully aware something was coming, but never in my wildest thoughts about it was I like, "Mm, Dumbledore, that's it. That's what it's going to be. And you're like so fresh off of Sirius's death, which also felt like, that was uh, rough. Like a betrayal. <laughs> yeah. But more understandable. Like, I think, like, I think there was more groundwork for Sirius's death than there was for, I mean, going back and reading, like you see more clues for Dumbledore's, but I, I agree. It was like shocking still. Yeah. Um, I just, but, and I felt crazy that I like, didn't see it coming too. I was like, dang it. But given that and that knowledge, let me like pull out this quote from the earlier podcast episode. Okay. I, I'm misquoting because I was listening. So I just was scribbling down as I was, but um, you know, paraphrasing Esther or Neil. That's okay. Um, I feel like there are gonna be some children that die and they're really gonna get me. I don't think. I will care if an adult dies. It'll only be the kids that'll have me sobbing. I will just amend that quote too. I think maybe one student will die and one adult will die. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's I don't care about the adult's death. <laughs> I take back everything I said. I I fully Man, there were some brutal deaths. They really got me. I was incredibly invested. I can't believe I said that. What a a fool I was. But Um, (laughs) I remember Dumbledore died. So I was was in Indiana directing a show. And I was reading the book on like a day off that I had. And I stopped. I closed the book. And I FaceTimed my sister and my friends who were like, who had bought some of the books for me. And I was like, (laughs) it was rough. It was rough. Um, There is a a silent clip of that, I think, on my Instagram story. There Um, is. There was some (laughs) choice words used in that recording uh, that I didn't feel like needed to be on uh, Instagram. We understood the feelings. Good. But there was an accurate prediction that you said. It was about a young, you were like, if a young person dies, and then you were like, wait for the Instagram story where I'm sobbing in my room. (laughs) Well, we did see that. You got it. Absolutely. What we did last time, so we did a lightning bolt round with you and asked you a couple of things, but you only had the first three and like five chapters of the fourth one under your belt. So we're going to ask you, and then we can also tell you what you said the first time. Great. Cause I have a lot stronger opinions now that I've read the book. 
than I did before. I feel like I have really strong opinions after reading the last book. And did you double down on one of those character opinions? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> no! Uh, okay, well, we'll get into We'll get to that. <laughs> All right, so Alex, do you want to start? Sure. What Hogwarts house do you think you are? Now, I know you took the Pottermore quiz and it gave you a result. Yeah, but- I think that result is accurate after reading the book. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a Slytherin. Ooh. I'm a Slytherin. Uh, I had been told in the past that people had kind of assumed that maybe I was a Gryffindor. I Yeah, that's what took- you said on the podcast. Yeah, I took the Pottermore quiz and it was like 100% you're a Slytherin and I was like I don't know about that and then I finished the book series and I was like "Mm, maybe maybe I I finished the book series and then I did some like deep dives on the internet because who Mm -hmm. doesn't after things like that and I was like oh that's maybe a true statement about me I think you're very ambitious I think you um have a chameleon spirit in a way that Slytherins do where you can like Um, you can fit yourself into a lot of different kinds of friend groups and conversations and that's necessary for your job like you're charismatic and I think a Slytherin way and not necessarily a Gryffindor way and I think so I think that makes a lot of sense for you yeah I would agree but it did catch me off guard for sure yeah I don't think you I don't think you are like like what your outward your outward version of yourself is Slytherin. Like I would never look at you and be like, oh, Esther Neal, automatically a Slytherin. I think you give off a very, um, honestly, Hufflepuff first impression. And, and when you think about it, I think you get also, Slytherin. <clears throat> Slytherins get like a bad rap within the books, but like the fans have really taken back like Slytherin to be mm-hmm. like more of a good thing. I would yeah. say. I like it. All right. What's well, your favorite book now that you're all finished? My favorite book. I really like the early books. Um, hmm. Maybe three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe we talked three. a lot about book two when you were first shot. Yeah, I liked that one too. Books like one, two, and three are just like things happen, but like there's still a childlikeness that's there. Yeah. It's just so pure and lovely and like magic is still very exciting. And it's not only for the forces of evil. Right. <laughs> um, not like sobbing in our rooms at that point. Right. So I think there's just like something very it feels very pure about books one through three. Yeah. Um who is your favorite character? Neville. I I'm know. doubling down on Neville. Yeah. Um, he's incredible. <laughs> he, if the book series had been about him, he either would have died in the first one or he would have had it all solved by like book three. Like I fully believe Neville either could have accidentally killed himself or would have gotten this done so much faster Homeboy has communication skills. He's caring. He like talks to people. I mean, 
that's the big thing, right? The whole book series is like, hey, um, we're bad at communicating. Yeah. And Neville can <laughs> do that. So I think Neville is so good. And just, man, he really steps up in that last book. Like he does. He really, really damn does. Neville. What? Um, it was exciting hearing you talk so much about Neville early on because we were like, oh, she's gonna be so excited to see this journey yeah. that she's gonna go on. I really ugh. I love it so much. I'm sad we don't know what happens to Trevor, but. All right. Yeah. You definitely said Neville and you also like gave up to like Lupin when we talked the first time. I do really like Lupin. I really like Lupin. And you were like fresh off book three too at that point. Yeah. So like, that's maybe why I like book three as much as I do is because I was like, man, Lupin really was the best defense against the dark arts teacher without actually teach like I mean he's like one of their better teachers I feel like and also just a quality human I mean he has some missteps in the later books I have some feelings about him in the later books Mm -hmm. um in no universe do I think him and Tonks should have ended up together I think that's the dumbest book choice that was made interesting oh yeah because Obviously, Lupin and Sirius were in love. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Uh huh. In no universe do I think that Lupin and Sirius weren't in love, and I think, like, that's why Lupin was so sad at the beginning of the book. Not that like he couldn't be with Tonks and he had to be with the w- wolves. No, he lost the love of his life. Um. Also. I felt like Tonks was a lesbian the entire time. Yeah. Um, My biggest surprise from (laughs) book to movie. I don't know if you've ever seen, I don't know what got me this. So the first book that Tonks shows up in, I don't even remember which one it is. Probably five. Okay. When I read it and I pictured her in my brain, I had no idea what actress played her. And I thought, she looked like the aunt from Napoleon Dynamite. I don't like, think I could conjure what the aunt from Napoleon Dynamite she's like was. like a classic, very butch lesbian <laughs> with a very short haircut. And Napoleon like, Dynamite. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Sorry. My brain, it took me so long to like conjure what that movie was. Like my... I, and that's then okay. I had to that's go fair. make yourself a dang quesadilla. And, and then I got there. Yes. So that actress is who I pictured Tonks to be. So I then see. the movie came around and I was like, I think it was maybe with my sister. And I was like, who's that? It's, just like, it's Tonks. And I was like, no, it's not. Absolutely not. I don't accept it. <laughs> You're like, I got, I got there. We got, you know, I also... I feel very upset about Lupin and Tonks's end. Yeah. Like that pissed me off um, because. I hate the way they do that. I they really, it. they really just didn't get the ending they needed. And it was like, why did we focus so much of this book on Harry and Hermione walking in the woods when we could have given justifiable deaths to people? Like, I don't think they needed to die for the book series to end. But if they were going to, we needed to at least see them. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. I 100% agree. I think it's such a disrespect to Lupin's character. Like Tonks is a fairly important character, 
But yeah. like Lupin is a main character. Right. How dare you give him an off-screen? And, and it's just like, oh, and oh, I walked into this room of bodies and there was Lupin. And you're like, I'm I'm sorry. What? Well, I missed it the first time I read it. Same. So I went past it. And then I went back and I was like, wait, what? And it was more upsetting because I went through the whole book thinking that they were still alive. My brain couldn't compute it. My brain fully was like, um. It's literally like not even a full sentence. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, okay. Um, Well, I was still, I was reeling from the death that happened right before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so I was fully, I was like, I was reading really intently in that section because I was like, I didn't read that. Right. And then I read Lupin and Tonks and I was like, you're kidding me. What? I, throw it, throw a different character in there. Throw a, a Colin Creevy in there. She did. She did throw Colin Creevy in there. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. Clearly I was very upset about other characters. Cause I would have been like, mm, yeah, okay. Colin Creevy can die with but sad, he was just whatever. throwing out characters. Oh, this person's dead. This person's dead. These characters that we've grown up with, or in your yeah. case, you know, over a year, but still. And it's like, there are other teachers and adults that you could have put in that we know, but wouldn't have felt so extreme about. Hooch could have died. It would have been fine. Hooch. Well, I feel that Percy should have died. I do too. I do too. I am a strong proponent where like, he came back and I think his redemption arc would have been had he sacrificed himself to save his brother. Exactly. And then I think everyone would have been way more okay with Percy as a character because it's like, oh, he came back just so his brother could go away. Like they're fighting right side by side and it just, it feels like he should have had to sacrifice. That's what I assumed was going to happen. And no, Percy lives. I mean, like, yes, Fred, which we're all avoiding saying is, um, it hurts too much. Heart is more heart wrenching. If we're being honest, really? Why does it have to be heart wrenching? You know? Um, oh, all right. But to lighten the mood, I just looked up the aunt from Napoleon Dynamite and she is like 60 years old. Is that what you I, I thought Tonks was old, but it, I did. I was like this old butch lesbian lady. It's just like her. Oh no! I just was seeing her at the table, changing the color of her hair, just like being gruff and weird, and that's where my brain went. Her whole thing is that she's like super young compared to Lupin. Yeah, no, I get that now. At the time, I had no idea. Um, but I, like this. Um, I have um, to um, ask now, um, oh. what class would you take if you went to Hogwarts? What class would I take? Herbology. I would feel You're such a Neville girl. I know. Well, no, I also love... Why can't I think of that actress's name? Yes, you mentioned her in that Australian show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery. She plays um, Aunt Prudence, and she's delightful. 
And I just think her as an actress is incredible. And so I would take any class of hers. I don't remember what her actress name is, but the character's Pomona Sprout. <laughs> yes. Um, I th- yeah, I feel like that would be what I'd take. Uh, I also think that like maybe I would take a class with knockoff Mad-Eye Moody because that was the most they had ever learned. And it was a guy who was bad. Like, yeah. Also, they learned so much. But maybe their best teacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, unfortunately, their best teacher was also a villain. Uh, yeah. Hardy Crouch Jr.? Is that who that yeah. is? Yeah. Okay. I realized in your um, in your fifth book uh, stories, you said something that we say a lot. Oh, no, it wasn't your fifth book stories. It was your seventh book stories. You say something that we say a lot on the podcast, which is that, well, Mad-Eye Moody's death is sad, but, like, he's not the one that we knew and liked we so true junior because it's one of those things that like he shows up in the next book after you realize that the whole time it was barty crouch right right and he shows up in the next book and they're like oh mad eye we love you so much i'm like you don't know him and they're like yeah we trust this like wizard that like was kidnapped in his own drunk for a year (laughs) wild wild to me Uh, yeah that was a death that I was like "Mm, okay it's fine yeah so speaking of that and what we were just talking about so it's kind of a two-part question so obviously we didn't ask you this last time but what was the hardest death and then maybe it's the same person or maybe it's not but who would you bring back if you could bring a character back Mm. I think the hardest death was probably Dumbledore Mm. I cried at a lot of deaths like let's be honest I cried at a lot of them Cedric caught me off guard and Dumbledore caught me off guard I did okay with Dobby's death until they buried him Right. That is, that was the moment I was like, oh no. That's the chapter we're reading next actually for our, the podcast. That's a rough one. Yeah. Um, so probably Dumbledore's probably hit me hardest, but by the, cause by the time we got to like Fred's death, I was like, oh, people are dying left and right. Um, I would bring Fred back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's who I would bring back. I don't care about anyone. When else. people don't say Fred on the podcast, Alex and I look at each other. Who do people say? We're like, there's one person said Dobby. <laughs> absolutely not. He's way more annoying than any other. Like, absolutely not. I mean, people say serious, which is fair. Like, that's a fair one. But like, sure. we always say we would bring back Fred. I feel like there's no other appropriate answer to that question because when Fred dies, two people die. Like George is not the same. And that's the thing. I think with everyone, like Sirius dies, but so does Lupin. So if you brought Sirius back, like he'd be very sad about Lupin and very upset. So like they're both dead together Yeah, and they show up in Harry Potter's weird death vision at the end. But there's something about the Marauders all having died. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a group bonding thing, just death together. But like George is by himself and that's really upsetting. Yeah. 
the only excuse I can give for people is that maybe they do what we do half the time, which is just block out the fact that Fred ever died. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Which, I accept that. We, when we're reading the books, we pretend like it's not coming. I'm fine with that. Um, who would you take to the Yule Ball? I think we know the answer. Neville. Oh, now I kind of ship you and Neville. I think it would be so cute. I love Neville so much. Also love, this is going to sound, I have a lot of opinions about who people end up with at the end of the book. Can't wait. It's so dumb. Um, I love Neville and Jenny. Like I love when they went to the dance together. I think it's so funny and so cute. And honestly, I would have loved that. What about Hannah Abbott, though? To end up together. What? Sorry. I just said, what about Hannah Abbott, though? Eh. <laughs> eh. I'm sorry. I just need to clarify. You think that um, Neville and Ginny should have ended up together? I would have liked that. Yeah. What about Harry? I think Harry should have ended up alone. That was one of your predictions, actually. I really think he needed to, like, go do his own thing. He's been doing things with Ron and Hermione this whole time. Like, he needed to go be his own person, explore the world, figure out magic other places. Like, what what else are you supposed to do after you defeat Voldemort twice? I actually really like that. I, I mean, I do ship Harry and Jenny, but more, like, because... A little bit because, like, that's how it is in the books. But I think that's a really good point. Like, he should go live his life without any, like, you know, do whatever he wants. I think think he should do whatever he wants. I just think that can also include, like, a happy relationship. Like, this boy, all he's ever wanted is a family. All he ever wanted was to be a Weasley. Let's be honest. And it just happened to be Jenny. Um, that's That's how I feel about that. Because I think, I think Jenny's too good for him. <gasps> I think Jenny is too good for Harry. I think, I think Harry would agree. And that's why I think it's cute. I just think like Harry, or like Jenny is like so strong, so kicks butt, so gets everything done. Again, like I maybe would have loved a book series more about Neville Jenny and Luna like I would have loved that book series yeah um a spinoff of their like seventh year yeah and I just um I think Neville would have appreciated her for who she was and not the fact that she was a Weasley I think that Harry does and I think she embodies like the best of Hermione and Ron who are his like you know main love interests throughout the series sure (laughs) and she kind of embodies like that you know, obviously, like, some of the Ron stuff, like, she kind of brings out the best in that, I think, and I think, like, in the sixth one, especially, I think Harry starts to recognize her as her own person, but, and how hot she is. Yeah, Yeah. I think, um, I think what, the one thing that makes me really ship them above, like, him being in the Weasley family, yada, 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 they have good chemistry, like, is a line that, she calls him out on and I think it's the sixth book where she's like oh funny how you didn't talk to me the only other person who knows what it's like to have Voldemort in her head 
And yeah. I think they just, Ginny can understand him on a level that nobody else can. It's for me a little bit like, spoiler alert, Molly. <laughs> so close your ears. <laughs> it's about the Hunger Games. Oh, I already know. Have you read them? Oh, yeah. I thought so. Uh, For me, it's a little bit why Katniss has to end up with Peeta, right? Like, he's the only one that understands what it's like to have been in the games. And not the only one, but if the options are Peeta and Gale, Gale can never really understand that. Yeah. I just think there's something to me about why why does he have to end up with someone right I think that there would have just been something really great about him like having all these wonderful people who love him in his life but like him going and doing other things I don't know I mean the end of the book is very convenient like they it gets tied up very conveniently but especially as a kid I loved that Um, sure absolutely which is I mean the books are written for young people so like Sure. They're so, not, you know, kill, kill their heroes. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I did not like the epilogue. I remember you saying that, um, yeah, just didn't, like, didn't feel I like didn't, it was needed or? No, yeah, I didn't feel like I needed it. Like, I felt like the story ended and then she was like, oh, but I have to throw an epilogue because people are going to want to know what happens. And I'm like, no, don't cheapen the story by making up this in, it felt like it cheapened the last book for me. Also, they're all really bad at naming children. I hate the naming stuff. Yikes. All of those kids should get made fun of. (laughs) You know, they actually, well, they don't really explore that specifically, but they do kind of touch on that stuff in uh, Cursed Child, which you asked us about Cursed Child when you came on. Um, I started it. Okay. That's what we were going to ask. I, or I was going to ask if you were going to read it, but they like, you know, obviously talk about that. These are like legacy children basically. And like the impact of that, I guess. I just feel like in the naming of Albus Severus. Absurd. Absurd to me. Severus needed a, a named after kid. <laughs> I just, yeah. Arthur First of or all. Hagrid did a lot more for Harry. Lupus? Remus? Right. Remus? Yeah. I just... Albus Remus. Sounds the exact same as Albus Severus. Truly. Remus Albus. better options. Remus better Albus. options. Also, poor McGonagall. She, she should have gotten named after, because really... Welcome to the one stable person in his life who like bought him a broom and made sure he succeeded in school and Lily Minerva. Yeah. Luna Potter. Yeah. Why does Luna get Luna's still alive and kicking? So that was what I said. It makes me feel <laughs> in, a, in a different plane. Like they're friends with Luna. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I get why she did it, but I just don't, I liked what Ron and Hermione did. They didn't feel the need to name their kids after everyone they knew. Rose yeah. and Hugo. Rose and Hugo. Don't I know mean, where Hugo you guys from. <laughs> um, 
All right. Well, let me, I was, I wrote down some notes from the predictions. Um, oh, my number one question, which I guess you already answered a little bit. Did Hermione grow on you at all? I mean, oh my God. Ish, but like, eh. I, she had grown on me and then we had book seven in which we spent most of the book just walking around the woods. And so I really struggled with That's people in Hermione's that. Hermione's fault. I know, no, I know. But like, I struggled with Ron, Harry and Hermione all of book seven, mm, like yeah, collectively. And so I think wow. they all went down the ladder for me of characters I really enjoyed from where they were just because I was like, you're making poor decisions this whole book. You ha you're not seeing logic. You're not communicating. You're, you know, all of these things. So like, I can recognize Hermione's importance. I can recognize what she did, what she brought to the table, why she's there. I think she can do a lot better than Ron. But I think Jenny is a, is a more badass lady. I, I mean, I don't disagree that Jenny is like more equally badass to Hermione. I mean, I think they have different aspects of their badassery. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I certainly, I certainly feel like I equally love Ginny and Hermione. Um, I'm a huge Ginny stan. There are a lot of people that hate Ginny Weasley and I will go to bat. One of those people that only watched the movies. Exactly. Honestly. Right. right. Um, all right. So you were right on some of your predictions. So you, you kind of guessed right that the romancing with Harry, you're like, I don't think he's going to end up with someone and he'll be like Superman. Like I, I have too much to do to be in a romance, which he kind of does in the seventh one. Yeah. Um, you guessed that, well, you already knew that Ron and Hermione were going to get together. That was and, the only thing I knew about the book series. And you guessed that it would be until like the very end, like in book seven. We love a slow burn. You mm -hmm. guessed that Harry would survive. You glad I got that one right. In romance, you also guessed that um, Cho would become like more of a character. Yeah. Mm. I really hate what uh, Joanne did to the women of the book in general. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me. I've been on record pre-Joanne revealing herself to be a um, sexist. Yeah. Being like, I feel like Joe hates women. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like what happened to Fleur? She sucked by the end. No, no, no. Oh, I thought it was opposite. She got better by the end. Yeah. I, just, I mean, sure, the very end. But like the whole wedding stuff, like with you know, like Oh, we think she turned Molly into a monster. Really? Do you not think I am pretty enough for the both of us? I mean, I guess, but like but we thought Molly just got obnoxious because she was like being like, "You guys are children, and I'm gonna make you do all these chores so that you uh, don't go fight Baltimore." <laughs> sure, she's just uh, protecting her family. Yeah, I know you really like Molly. I do. I really like Molly. I mean, we do too. We just get annoyed with her, like she's our own mom. 
that's where I feel because I think that's the difference between like honestly like reading it as a kid and as an adult like I still have this like annoyance with Molly from like my childhood self like I respond to her like I would as a teenager like I I love that because reading it as an adult everything Molly does you're like no that makes sense like (laughs) you are making perfect sense your fears and frustrations are incredibly valid like I feel all of those things about her um we also kept well we were trying to be coy basically in the first time we were reading about some of these predictions because we wanted you to talk about certain things but we didn't want to like tee it up too much so you knew that it was going to be a big thing so we like roundaboutly asked about Snape and you did give some good thoughts about like what you thought was going to happen with Snape um you were like, I think that they're going to try and do this like good versus evil thing. You said, boy can hold a grudge. <laughs> and then you were like, I think he's ultimately going to have a redemption arc and he's going to be good. Yes, those are your like exact that words. Book four that you were guessing these things. Boy can hold a grudge. <laughs> good Lord. Never Where have you add on Snape now, do you think? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Where were you at the end of book six with Snape? Burn him down to the ground. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. Oh, like, I was... did you think that he was, like, bad, like, after yeah. that? Yeah, I was, like, 100%. This guy is the epitome of dirt. Like, hate him so much, <laughs> right? I was, I was done. I was 100% done. But like you didn't think there was going to be like a secret plan redemption for him or did you still think I that was possible? I don't know. I don't know if I thought about it because yeah. I was so upset about Dumbledore and so shocked by Dumbledore that I was like, well, nothing. We can't come back from this. Yeah, here's <laughs> that's my, how I felt when I read it. Here's my thing about it. I get it. Right. I get it. He, you know, we get the whole backstory but it feels like it happened way too quickly for me to just accept him as a good guy and name my child after him, right? Like, because at the end of the day, he was still a really bad teacher and really mean to Harry (laughs) and not helpful in learning how to be in people's minds and how you know like he was not good to him and i no. we get we get this glimmer of a here's why but that doesn't make him a good guy it makes him head over heels for someone who died a long time ago who didn't love him and creepy about it because then in the end he's also like yeah, save her. Screw the kid. I don't care. Just save her. And Dumbledore's like, whoa, like, stop. Calm down. And so it's just, I still don't like Snape. I like Alan Rickman. I do not like Snape. Um, well yeah. said. Well Thank said. you. Thank you. I had to go on a journey with Snape. That's, that's my history. And, um, and we all know where I stand on it now, listeners, okay? But to your credit, you you did guess that there was more to him. Like, he didn't just, like, kill Dumbledore and that was it. Like, when you read yeah. it as a kid, like, when I read it as a kid, I was, like, with you, Esther, I was, like, there's no other option. <laughs> yeah. Burn it down. 
when I read it as a kid, I was like, my friends and I, we would like sit. I remember me, my friend Kelsey and her older sister, we sat on the floor at like one in the morning and we were arguing it over over it. And he was like, they were like, Snape is evil. And I'm like, no, man, something is up there. It's not as it seems because in the first book, Snape is saving Harry. So I know that he is not, and we thought it was him that was trying to kill him, but it was Quirrell. I was like, fool me once, JK. That's, I mean, way to think that through. I, I did not the only, see that logic. It's the only pride I have to, to like for my name. That and the fact that when I was like in third grade, maybe first or second, I can't remember. Me and my friend Ainsley, we wrote on a piece of paper, our prediction for who was gonna end up together at the end. And we predicted Harry and Jenny, which doesn't seem very like big, but at the time only like the first three books or whatever were out. So, Ooh, okay, okay. We also guessed Ron and Hermione, but that's not really that important. So you didn't <laughs> predict Harry and Cho? Um, no. <laughs> The greatest um, romance. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't predict Crumb and Hermione. Talk about the greatest romance. Hey, um, the other things that these are more comments than predictions. You're like, I hope Draco gets his comeuppance, and would not cry if he died. <laughs> Honestly, I probably still wouldn't have cried if he died. Like, that's, that probably holds true. Oh my um, god. Well, okay. I think Here's I wouldn't thing. have either. I still think I like think his life is very hard, and I think that like his family put him in a real sucky situation. Yeah, and like he's really he grew a lot. Well, he grew a little, um, and like I don't hate him by any means, but I also don't think I would have felt that sad had he died. We're all on our own journey, okay? It takes some of us longer than others. Okay. One step forward, two steps back. <laughs> um, you said, and I was so excited listening to this today because you you had just finished book three and you were starting book four and you were like, I'm sad that Oliver Wood is never coming back to another book. And he gets like a little mention in the fourth one. <laughs> And I think he comes back in like the seventh or something. Yeah, I think like he also shows up in book seven. Yeah. And all of the people like show up at Hogwarts. It's like, and Oliver Wood. And you're like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, you asked, does Jenny ever make friends? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we, that's fair. We answered that. We did say she does and she comes into her own more. Absolutely. Also, um, so many boyfriends. Yeah. It's a Good hot commodity. Clearly. Um, although I feel Jenny has extreme bisexual energy. And oh, yeah. I don't know what happened while they were off camping, but her and Luna were not just friends. I'm okay with that. I'll accept that's, that. That's my headcanon. Maybe her, Luna, and Neville, you know, had a thing. You know? OT3. Wow. That would be something special. I feel like they would all be like really giving to each other. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jenny is certainly the boss in that situation. Somebody has to be in charge. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, I think everyone else would be fine if she was the boss in that situation too. Yeah. 
So one of my, well, I think we'll go back and maybe talk about some of the individual books, but one of the questions, do you think you're going to do other things of the franchise? I know you said you're already starting Cursed Child. Like, do you think you'll watch the other movies, the um, Fantastic Beasts or anything like that? Maybe. Um, I did watch not necessarily something in the franchise, but I watched a very Potter musical oh, the other day. How fun. Yeah. Uh, and I, cause I'd never seen it. And I was like, I think it's time. I think I need to do that. Did you get um, like a lot of references that people have said out loud or so yeah. many, so <laughs> many that I had no idea. Um, and it's so fun. It's weird. Um, but I love, I love it. I love the whole Snape and Quirrell like situation. Like, ugh, I think it's great. I, sh- uh, I ship, uh, ship Tom, Tommy boy and Quirrell so much in, yeah. in that. <laughs> it's really great. So They're I did so do that. Happy. I don't know. I don't know if I'll watch like the other actual canon things. Maybe I will. Um, yeah. But I feel like you I, could take them or leave them, but um, yeah. So yeah, well, Alex, do you want to take it from here? What What do you want to do? Well, we've sort of talked about a, a lot, lot of, the of big what things. I was going to say. We should go book by book. Okay, starting um, at the fourth one, or yeah, starting at the fourth one. But we've sort of covered a lot. So don't feel the need to like repeat anything. Yeah. But, um, or maybe wait, I also, you might have to remind me what happens in individual books because at this point, a lot of things have run together. And it's just like, here's what happens in the Harry Potter series more so than here's what happens in individual books. Well, then maybe like say some of the things that like surprised you in the like what happened in the series and we yeah we can kind of help guide the the timeline but we don't have to be sure um (laughs) I will say I sobbed when Cedric died Mm -hmm. um I was sitting with my sister and she was reading it out loud because she was like oh this is gonna be good (laughs) um so she read it out loud and I started crying and she was like, oh, I, I didn't think you were going to cry. And I was like, he's just a kid and he couldn't do anything. He just grabbed it. And then he was dead. Yeah. That was really it, hard for me. It's well, so the fourth one we also get, so we get the whole Triwizard Tournament. We get the Yule Ball. We get the other schools. Um, yeah. And then obviously Voldemort coming back. But like, what did you think about, like that book is kind of like the shift really it really is because that's the one where it feels like okay they're not kids anymore this is bigger than that which I think was I think they did it did it in a really well in a really well done way um if there was a movie to be if there was a book that were to be two movies it should have been that one I felt like there were so many things way more than book seven that like I could have used two movies for book four um, I actually think that that's like my one Instagram reel that like they don't all fit into one set. I think there are two different like Instagram saved stories for that book because they didn't all fit into one. Um, but I really liked people coming from other schools. I thought that was very fun added you know th- through through a thing in there I love uh, 
I now say, did you throw your name in the goblet of fire? All the time. I say it all the time. So glad that you can join in that um, that hate fest. Yeah, um, you know, years after everyone else has said it, I now say it constantly. It's still so popular, like reposts on the internet, though. Like it never it's, gets old. It's so funny to me. Um, so I enjoyed that book five. <laughs> My prediction was you were not going to like book five. <laughs> Hold on. Give me a synopsis. Give me what, where's you the start and end of book five? Okay. So here's what happens in book five. Book five, uh, we start out with the Dementors attacking Harry and Dudley. Then he goes to the trial. Then, um, yes. Then he, he's not expelled, spoiler alert. <laughs> he goes to Hogwarts. Umbridge is there. Oh, book five is Umbridge. Yes. And Harry right. is in his feelings. And you had a lot of feelings about Harry being in his And feelings. the DA. And the, yes, and the DA. And then oh. obviously it ends with, um, with our boy Sirius saying goodbye. Oh, and most importantly, Lupin and Sirius get Harry a joint birthday present that year. <laughs> because they love each other. Right. They would have been such great dads. Correct. Look, um, I, I made a Sims household with them in it, and I want you to know that they, they are now dads. I love that so much. They've adopted a little boy. I hope his name is better than all of Harry's kids' names. His name is Harry. Oh, great. I love that. That works. I'm a, I accept that. Um, hate Umbridge. Gosh, I know like everyone does. There's no one that left, but like, man, it just hit after hit after hit. And I was like, I cannot with this. I cannot with this woman. Um, so evil. Maybe, so evil. maybe the most evil I mean like Voldemort is the most evil person probably in the books but also maybe Umbridge I can stomach Voldemort though like I find Voldemort an interesting villain I find Bellatrix a fun villain right Umbridge makes me physically ill it just feels like there's nothing about her that I can like get on board or even just appreciate her as a villain in general that's the thing with like Bellatrix where it's like God, you are the worst, but I appreciate you as a villain. Whereas Umbridge, I do not appreciate as a villain because it's just, it's just gross and mean and uh, it it makes me feel feelings. Yeah. Um, You must not tell lies. Oh, horrible. Horrible. Terrible. She's an awful human being. I also get very mad at her later when she has Mad Eye's eye on her door. Yeah. Like that, I know we're not in that book yet, but like made me so mad. I was like, I don't even like Mad Eye. I don't even know him. But that's too far, lady. (laughs) I don't even know him. It's just rude. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with what Alex was saying. Like Baltimore's like, like a more interesting villain and she's just abhorrent like yeah I just Harry was also fully in his feelings that whole book um sad mopey boy who didn't talk to anyone about what was going on 
really think we could have solved some problems had we communicated. I also think we could have solved some problems if we didn't send Harry to have private lessons with a professor that hates him. Yeah, I also think uh, Dumbledore is bad at his job too. Yeah. Alex and I have recommended therapy a lot for Harry. I would like to know if there is wizarding therapy because especially after the war at Hogwarts, they all really had some PTSD, I'm sure. In fan fiction, we call it mind healing. Oh, okay. Harry could have used a lot of that. Yes. Well, in fan fiction, he gets a lot of it. Thank goodness. Doesn't like to take his potions. You know, Harry doesn't, doesn't, doesn't want any help, but- He'll go to his mind healer appointments if Hermione makes him. Okay, I accept that. (laughs) Does Hermione go? She probably needs it too. I'm sure she does. Everyone needs it. I don't read a lot of fan fictions from Hermione's point of view anymore. Because I read a lot of Drary, Draco Harry. So Hermione's usually a side character or I read a lot of Wolfstar, Lupin and Sirius. And she's not born yet. So what a time. <laughs> um yeah, I my of biggest takeaway yeah, in book Sirius five is like is... it doesn't help that Sirius dies in the uh the end. No, I was at I read book five when I was at home for Christmas. And so my sister again knew what was happening. And told my parent, like I was reading and my sister knew like roughly where I was at. And she was like, um, Esther and I, you will not see us for the rest of the night. And so we went to read and she read it out loud and couldn't get through it. Like she was openly weeping while trying to read it. And she was like, I didn't even cry this much when I read it the first time, but because oh. I'm reading it out loud, like I just can't get it together. I don't think I could read it out loud. Yeah. That sounds really hard to do. Yeah. I think it was also one of those moments where I had to have her like go back and reread something because I was like, no, 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 that's not how that goes. Yeah. And it was. It's so rough for that. Like it just, there's so much hope in that chapter too. Like it's a pretty epic battle. Like it's a really exciting scene and like all of the order comes in. So you're like, oh my gosh, they're saved. So it's like, they're going to win. Hopeful. And then like, and and then like right when Dumbledore comes in is also like when he, you know, yeah. goes through the veil. Nice one, I, James. Um, I also think that that is one of the better scenes in the movies. Mm. I think that one was done pretty well. Um, the fifth still, one does keep to the story a lot. I think even though the fifth one's really long. Yeah, I hold true though that the first movie is my favorite. That's, it's just so, it's so good. The first two movies are pretty spot on with the yeah. books and kind of like the vibe, I feel like. The, the movies fit the, the vibe, really. Yeah. Yeah, I really, Sirius was a rough one. And I just, it was hard to understand and like accept. And I was like, how is this? And then, you know, there was the whole thing with, is the mere bit in book five where he gets the piece of mirror and then immediately yeah. forgets about it. Yes. Oh, that made me I so know. frustrated. Cause I was just like, no, Harry, we, 
no, you have something that's going to help make, you can know where he is. And it just. And um, he doesn't look at it because he's pouting about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> because he's fighting with Hermione. He wants to be right. Um, but I do like, I uh, like Dumbledore's army. I think that that is a fun side bit of the book that comes in to play really well later. Um, I mean, it comes into play well in that book, but like, I think it was a fun addition to all the other stuff that was happening. Yeah. Um, is this also the one where the uh, Fred and George leave school? Yeah. In just a, a blaze of glory. Yeah. Yes. With the That's swamp a beautiful and, moment. Yeah. I love that moment. Um, I think for me, Sirius's death hits me twofold. So like, I, I love Sirius. So it, it hurts me on that level. And then I think about Harry and how he's losing another like family member, you know, he's losing another parental figure. And then I want to cry all over again. Cause he's so excited about living with Sirius and like this boy just needs happiness we were in his head the whole book we're listening to him be depressed for the whole book and then uh I also just like very much felt sad for Lupin yeah because Lupin is right there with Harry and like has to keep it together yeah like this was Lupin's person yeah oh yeah, that's almost like where the kind of grief or like the moment sits in is like when Lupin says like he's gone and stuff like that. Oh. Like that's where it impacted me more, I think, was Lupin saying it to Harry in that scene. Yeah. But guys, we gotta move on. All right, we're gonna I'm move gonna on cry. to a happier book, book six. <laughs> um, so we Obviously, this is the Half-Blood Prince. So Harry's like obsessed with the book the whole time. Um, we get a he's lot of romance in this one. We get yes. Lavender obsessed with Draco. Oh, fully. Is this the one where he gets like punched in the face and left on the train under his invisibility yes. cloak? Yes, except for Draco doesn't punch him in the face. He steps on his steps face. Steps on his face. That's right. He stomps his face. Corn and all of his antics, the Dumbledore lessons, the other Dumbledore stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like processing all of book six. Alex uh, and I love it for the all of the romance and all yeah. the tea. <laughs> I like it for the tea. It's spicy. And I was so talking nice. to my friend about it the other day and he was like, oh yeah, that's the horny book. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, things that I really, uh, is this the one where Tonks's Patronus changes? Yeah. Okay. So this is why I think I didn't believe that Tonks and Lupin ended up together. Cause it was like, oh, it changed cause they're in love. And I was like, no, it changed cause she's sad. And they were, I, my sister was like, no, that's not what's happening. And I was like, no, she's just like really sad about Sirius. And she's like, no, her and Lupin love each other. And I was like, absolutely not. That is the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah. So I had that uh, thought at the very beginning of the book. Um, I love all the like little side adventures with Dumbledore in this book. Like, I think those are a very fun 
glimpse at things. Um, also really love Creature. I think Creature is wild and is a wild time in this book. Um, I also maybe at one point watched some YouTube video that was compiled about Harry and Creature being in love. Um, and it had the um, backing track of Harry Styles' Sweet Creature. <laughs> and it Hard was pass. Pass. hysterical. Um, amazing. Right? So good. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, gosh, so much happens in book six. Yeah. yeah. But it's like relatively short compared to like four and five. Which is crazy because it yeah. feels like so much is packed in there. I mean, it's not you like know. that short, but it's like four and five are, are thick boys. Yeah. Um, I like all the Tom Riddle stuff. Like, I think that that is very fun. Um, what's his bucket? Who's the new teacher? Slughorn. Slughorn. Thank you. Slughorn uh, is, I, I'm still confused about how I feel about Slughorn. Like, I still don't think I know where I stand on him. I think one point I was like, most people feel. I was like oh I really like him and then I was like he weirdly collects children and that's not okay yeah Yeah. we kind we like him for the most part he's enjoyable at least I think he's an interesting character like I think he's very fun yeah addition to the book so I don't know if I would like him if I knew him in real life but I do find him very fun for the series he really mixes it up at Hogwarts which they needed and he ultimately makes the right choice true true um but yeah I liked all like the pensive stuff that happened in that book I thought it was really fun um what else happens in that book um Harry and Jenny get together oh yeah sure (laughs) what about Lavender Brown where are you at on that oh I forgot all about that I thought that was hysterical um and and Ron almost died from poison oh that's right (laughs) I think that Ron needed to end up with someone like a Lavender Brown because I think Ron needed someone to think he hung the moon, right? Like Ron as a human being needed someone to think he was, he was the person, right? Like- Oh, that's interesting, yeah. He's not the chosen Weasley. He's not the favorite Weasley. He's not Harry Potter. He's not, you know, the best and the brightest, but he always wants to be and he craves that. And so I thought someone like Lavender Brown was a great choice for him. Maybe was it obnoxious? Back a little. Sure, because I think like teenage romance is like a little extreme, um, but like an adult version of that maybe I think would have been the better choice for Ron. I have a side ship of Ron and Luna together. <laughs> I love that ship. I am here for it. Just I love that wash over you, friends. Like, wow. I also prescribe to that ship. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to sit on that one for a while. <laughs> sit on it. Please do come back to that. Yeah. What is time? <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm just like trying to picture the, their lives together now. Unexpected. Yeah, well, I also ship Neville and Jenny. So Which, like I don't I I think that's a fair thing to say. I just don't ship them, but sure. I'm not like, "Oh my god." It's not like, you know, hating Hermione or something. <laughs> oh, who would do that? That sounds like a crazy person thing. It does, doesn't it? Talking. Wild. <laughs> Oh, all right. Then let's- there were a lot of teenage feelings in that book. Oh yeah, that's yeah. my biggest takeaway from that book. So many teenage feelings, and then freaking Dumbledore dies. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about that. I really think it wasn't until his funeral where I was like, "Oh, he's dead. He really, he not coming back." You cried so much; it was like heartbreaking and hilarious at the same time everyone needs to watch those stories if you're not going to watch any other stories you have to watch the sixth one of esther because i was like live texting alex when it was happening and i was like (laughs) esther just got to the sixth one (laughs) two separate people talked molly texted me about it and john texted me about it oh i love that yeah i I ended up talking to john about it because i I felt, I, I, I felt broken. Yeah. I I just, I don't understand how this could happen and how he's not coming back. Well, I honestly like thought it was like so beautiful that like you got so into this series that like it affected you that much. And I know you said that you like tend to cry easily, but like it kind of warmed my heart that you like yeah. took it that hard, if that makes sense. I was like, she's a real fan. She cares. Well, I think the other thing is like, you know, to me, he gets compared a lot to like Gandalf and Aslan, right? And like mm-hmm. in terms of what they do for the story. And so it was like, well, they both have resurrections of sorts. So like Dumbledore's going to have one too, right? 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 No. So I was really convinced that was going to happen. Yeah, I went through that phase, I think, too, of like For thinking sure. that he was going to come back. Um, and I guess he does in like book seven and we- in Harry's weird afterlife, non-afterlife <laughs> moment. But. Yeah. Yeah, so let's, um, let's talk about the seventh one. Book seven. I will say book seven took me a while to pick up. Like I remember finishing book six and being like, I'm going to need a hefty break before I am emotionally ready to pick up book seven. And probably at that point you were like, she could kill anyone now, right? Oh, absolutely. I was like, no one is safe, which is then very true. Um, I had a lot of mixed feelings about book seven in terms of like, it felt like we were wondering for a very long time, which is like, welcome to the first part of the movies. Like part one of those movies is rough. Not a lot happens. Um, Esther, that is my favorite movie. Shut up. No, it's not. It is. I love that movie. We just watched it. We just did our drinking game with it. We love it. We love that first movie. It's just so beautiful. I fell asleep during it. 
No! You guys also watched it really late, and I was mad at you guys for watching it so late. (laughs) That's true. We did watch it late, which probably, I probably should go back and try it again. But I did fall asleep because I was like, not enough is happening. If you're willing to do the whole haul, you should watch them together. Ooh, yeah. I did wake up for the weird dance moment, though. So don't worry. I did see the weird dance. Um, but I mean, I think there were things that I really liked about, I liked the radio station bit and like how they were communicating that way. I thought that was like a very fun thing about book seven. Potter watch. Yeah. I think it's one of those (laughs) good, good one. I see, I see what you did there. I was like, is she going to remember what the podcast is called? The answer is no. (laughs) But I also didn't remember what the name of the radio station thing was. So that's bad on my part on both ends. Um, Way to go, guys. Way to accurately name the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Because I really, I also like very much love Lee Jordan as a character. So I was excited to have him back for a bit. I thought that that was fun. It was like and a like, smart way to use him too. Like it was very accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved Luna in book seven. I think all the things she did were really fun. I love that we got to see a lot more of her. It feels like in book seven in terms of like, I don't know I like her outside of school, I think is very fun. And she like mm-hmm. got to do things like help Harry find you know, Ravenclaw's thing. What's that called? Diadem. Yes. Thank you. Um, I'm also really bad at remembering names of things, clearly. Oh, no, it's okay. I think you get a pass. You've read them once. Yeah, we've read them like a hundred (laughs) times. Yes, I've read all of them one time. Um, So I like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Luna's story in book seven a lot. Um, I also enjoyed like the ways in which they got into Hogwarts, like going through the painting and like all of that stuff in Hogwarts. Like I thought that was a very fun thing. Um, Once they stop like camping kind of. Like, yeah. So. You're like, oh, it really picks up. Um, I also really loved, there's so much polyjuice in book seven. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like that happened a lot. And I thought that was very fun. I liked the way it opened. Um, I oh, felt- yeah, You were starting to tell us during the- before we recorded about watching the part two and the drinks you guys made. Yeah, so my sister and I watched the last, so part two together uh, just recently and we did a whole themed dinner. So we like made fish and chips and mushy peas um, at home and we like watched the first movie while we cooked. And then we made themed cocktails um, we did a, a Phoenix feather, which was actually really delicious. It was really good. Um, and then we made a polyjuice potion, which was rough. Um, <laughs> it had like a pressed green juice in it and green chartreuse and gin. Yeah. And it was very sludgy. So like very fitting, but not fun to drink. I've and then heard of green chartreuse, but it doesn't sound good. It's very earthy. Yeah, nah. No, thank yeah. you. I feel like um, you could have gotten away with like a Pim's cup. Yeah, no, we really, we committed to the bit. 
I like Googled <laughs> Harry Potter cocktails and that's what came up. Um, and then we ate treacle tart, which if you've not had it is a weird time. Oh, I've had it, but I've had it at like, um, I had it at Wizarding World. Oh, okay. So we made the Mary Berry recipe for treacle tart. Mary Berry? Yes. Yes. Uh, we, we British bake off um, and Mary buried our way into a treacle tart, which is fascinating because it's like, it kind of is like if like a pecan pie without the nuts and instead of nuts, it has breadcrumbs in it, which is weird, but um, yeah. So we did that when we watched the last one. Um, so we, you know, really felt like Polyjuice Potion was so much in the last book that we had to, uh, we had to go for it. So I thought that was fun. Um, and then like the last battle, man, a lot of mixed feelings in that battle. Before you of... get to the battle, I actually need you to tell me your opinion on the Ron situation. I know I'm taking you back into the land of camping. Where he leaves. And then, yeah. And then comes back. Yeah. Um, in the moment, I was like, Ron, what are you doing? Like, come on. Um, and then I think I felt better about it because, like, clearly, as soon as he left, he was like, that was a mistake. But also, I can't find you because that was the point. Um, so, like, knowing that about Ron, I'm like, well... That's, I mean, I'm glad he tried. Uh, You've always kind of liked Ron, right? Throughout the series or yeah, where were you at on Ron? I feel very middle of the road about Ron. Mm -hmm. My sister does not like Ron. Um, so every time I make a frustration about Hermione and she, she's like, but look at Ron. But can we compare her to fair. Ron? I think that's a fair thing that your sister does. And I think you do need to reflect. Yeah, but I also I mean, love Ron. Yeah. But I also love Hermione. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so annoyed I think, at Harry. I pull the, come on, Harry, more than like Alex does probably. And yeah, for me, the golden Ron. trio goes for me, Hermione, Harry, then Ron. Interesting. So um i'm not willing to rank them like that but i get annoyed at i'm hardest on harry i'm i'll just put it like that i'm hardest on harry but i, I actually think, I, think i'm hardest on hermione but no i think i also I'm love hardest on her hermione. the most you are certainly the hardest you definitely win <laughs> <laughs> oh man we love the discourse yeah uh i thought it was weird the it's Snape's pensive, right? Oh, yeah. That helps find the sword. That was oh his time. Patronus. Oh, that's what I meant. Pensive yeah. is the of uh, the bowl, which is Lily. <laughs> yeah, his whole memory, his dying memory, is just like here. Here's me thirsting over your mother. Have fun with that. I love that chapter. Um, it's a sad. I really like that chapter, chapter too. I love. But I think I you made a good point earlier that like it all happens really fast and then yeah. we're like, okay, he's he's good now. Like I think that's a good point that you made earlier. Yeah, I just I didn't have enough time because it also is like the end of the book. Yeah. Right. And you're like, whoa. It would have been nice to sit with that longer. 
Yeah. But sorry, you're about to say something else. Uh, The chapter that I love in that book is actually um, when they are in the room of all the stuff Mm. with Mm. Crab and Goyle and Malfoy. Like, I loved that, that scene. I thought it was so, such a fun chapter with like, it was dramatic and it was sad, but like such a fun time. Like I really enjoyed reading that chapter. Yeah. Harry kind of hits it on the nose, maybe too much in it, but I like when he says like, after everything, like it's Malfoy, Crab and Goyle that stand between me and like what I have to do kind of. And I loved it, but like, it it is a little bit on the nose, but I loved it anyway. (laughs) Like when he thinks that in his head. I know this is going to sound like I'm being a shipper, but I really, this is not why I'm about to say what I'm about to say. I love that they have to make the choice to go back and save Draco and Goyle. I just, for me, it it just like brings it full circle for them being like good people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Alex and I just read the chapter with, where Peter dies and they Harry and Ron also try and save Peter when he's like strangling himself. It's like very much in their character. I forgot he dies. <laughs> Did you not feel more sympathy for Hermione when she's being tortured by Bellatrix? You know what I love? The Bellatrix moment I loved when Molly killed Bellatrix. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that was such a satisfying moment. And they did not my the daughter, you bitch. That was a big deal that that line was in the movie. I loved it. It's so I good. Know. It really like that sealed it for my. I mean, I was already on Team Molly. If that needed to be a team, but like that moment, you're like, I can't not love you. It's the ultimate yeah. power move, mom power move. Yeah. I loved that moment. I love seeing Molly like in a powerful moment like that and that she's like a badass witch too. Like, yeah. Like, um, you know, like they just show her as mostly like like living her mom, her best mom life, which is also great. But it was fun but it's to like see that, that other side. It's that thing of like, she was a part of the order the whole time and yeah. we just never really acknowledged it. Yeah. In Deathly Hollows the musical, that's her mom's song. Like she has a crazy badass ballad. You know how, you know, like modern musicals, they have that mom's song. Yeah. You know, that's... Fun Home, Dear Evan Hansen, pretty much She's all not... next to normal. She's just got that mom song like It's not my daughter, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, incredible. Okay, here's my question coming out of book seven. Asking asking the ex- experts here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So Harry. Yeah. Was a horcrux. Yeah, yeah. Harry mm-hmm. got attacked by a basilisk in, like, in the, in, was it book two, right? Mm-hmm. There's, like, the whole snake situation mm-hmm. wouldn't the horcrux and him have died in book two i'm gonna say question. that the healing tears 
stop it before because the whole thing is that it doesn't the poison doesn't kill Harry fast enough so I think the healing tears take out all of the poison and that's why the horcrux doesn't die um but I think that's a really fun what if is if the poison had kept going would Harry have died or would the horcrux have died right I think that was my biggest question after finding out Harry himself was a horcrux also again Dumbledore not a good teacher like Dumbledore is raising this kid for the slaughter like he's like well human sacrifice here we go the other Um, thing if you want to really get into it like because there's a prophecy that Voldemort's the one that's going to kill him like the basilisk would have never killed him you know what I mean like there was always going to be a way that he lived through that and obviously it was in this case the phoenix so like it had to be Voldemort hitting him with that curse kind of okay in my head but we'll it's definitely a thought-provoking question that I don't think I had thought about before yeah, that's honestly the first time I've ever thought about that. So good it job. It was the first thing I thought that's of. That's really I was interesting. Like, I was like, wait a minute, because we stabbed the journal and also Harry gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's mm-hmm. called Joanne didn't know how the books were going to end. Yeah, Joe has made a few of those mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Joe has made a few mistakes. Joe Joe has made mistakes, period. (laughs) It's crazy how Harry Potter wrote itself. Yeah, what a wild thing. Are there questions for us about like things that felt unresolved or like confused? I had to draw a family tree for my mom when she read it. (laughs) I think it is. So wizards live a long time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's fascinating to me that Harry had no other family besides the Dursleys. Very convenient. Yeah. Like what happened to James's entire family? Yeah, we've asked that question a bunch. Apparently they they had some sort of pox or something. Dragon pox. They died of dragon pox. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but that is the thing where I'm like, wizards live a long time. I also think it's supposed to be, and I've, this is like a headcanon for me. I think you're supposed to believe that there had been like, there was the first wizarding world war, right? So a sure. lot of people died in that too. That makes sense. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, that makes sense. It's also weird that like Lily and Petunia's parents have already passed away. Cause like, Lily's really young when she dies like and obviously like they're muggles like they don't live as long or whatever it could have been anything but it's very convenient yeah (laughs) Yeah. and it sounds like the grandparents would have been a lot more accepting seems like it I mean yeah they were happy that she was a wizard yeah so but the Dursleys are wildly entertaining yeah oh yeah always one of my favorite parts of the books is just like how the Dursley's going to screw this one up? Like, you can't think too much about how horrible they are. Like, you just have to, like, enjoy the ride, kind of. With like, yeah, he lives under the stairs. It's fine. Let's keep going. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Other questions. Those were my big, like, 
yeah, the basilisk thing was my biggest question where I was like, I don't understand. What were you most surprised by? I think I asked you this too at the beginning or the first episode, but um, not necessarily like plot, but anything that like you were kind of surprised by the whole series or maybe it was a plot thing, but. I think I was surprised about how quickly the book series matured. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Knowing how old I was when the books came out and my friends reading them as they came out, I couldn't imagine reading things like book five as a kid. Like, I think that that, I think that was really surprising to me was like, oh, wow. And I'm a person that like, I don't want to ever dumb down things for young people. Like, I think young people are incredibly intelligent and we need to give them more credit in the world. But like, I didn't know they went so deep so quickly and so real so quickly yeah. Um, even, I mean, even the end of the fourth one, like, I think we were like going into sixth grade, Alex and I, when the fifth one came out. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I think, and I think Alex would say this too, like we were probably reading more mature books for our age, but like, there were also people that probably weren't that were still reading the Harry Potter books, but yeah, I do or even we like were on the younger end of like reading them when they came but, out. Cause I even know kids now who are like, oh yeah, I have read all the Harry Potter books. And I'm like, bro, you're 12. Like, how did you handle the last few? Yeah. They're, like, they're real sad. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, that's a good question. Cause I, I mean, I also feel like I compartmentalize a lot when I would read. So I like didn't um, experience a lot of emotion. <laughs> But I also think like it took time for her to write them. So it aged with us. So we were never reading like book seven at 12. Like, I think the last book came out when we were like sophomore year of high school, maybe. Oh, which, so that makes a lot more sense. I thought it was like 2007. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe we're in middle school. I think we were were like eighth grade. Yeah. Cause well, I thought the sixth one came out. The sixth one definitely came out when we were in middle school because I remember I had summer reading and my mom hid the book from me until I finished my summer reading. Like we went to the premiere of the book and everything and she wouldn't let me have it until I finished my summer reading. I feel like you've never read faster in your life than that I was so mad. They always came out in July. So like it was always in the summertime. Because of Harry's birthday. Yeah. Like I just remember I was feeling... I didn't, I didn't ever feel like I was too young to be reading it, I guess. And that's why I think we, our age, like the age Alex and I were, were probably more on the younger side of reading it when it came out. Like I know people older than me that were reading it when it came out. And so they were a little bit obviously older when these things were happening. I didn't really know anyone younger than I was that was reading them as they came out. Same. Okay. But like now I know that they're, since they've all come out, like kids are definitely reading through them. But kids are fucked now anyways. I mean, what do they watch on TikTok, you know? So true. (laughs) What do they watch on TikTok? I don't even know. I just Um, watch Twilight memes and cute animals on TikTok, so. I love that for you. (laughs) Uh, I thought of another thing that happened in the series that I thought was wild. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Umbridge getting sent into the woods uh, by Hermione. <laughs> the great Hermione Hermione centaurs. Was that your favorite Hermione moment? It maybe was. It maybe was. What about the time that she keeps um, Rita Skeeter in a jar? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool, too. Epic. That's pretty cool, too. <laughs> I also like in the last book when the old lady's not an old lady, but a snake. <laughs> that was a very creepy moment that I enjoyed. That was really scary in the movie theater. Oh, sure. And we were old enough not to be that scared, but we some scared. of us were scared. I am also going to stick by my thought that if you have only seen the movies and not read the books, you a fake fan. Ooh. Because you have no idea what's going on. There's so much other stuff. Yeah. And like, there are really great one-liners in that series that you just don't get. Yeah, for sure. Have a biscuit, Potter. Also, Harry's so much sassier in the book. Oh, so much sassier. There's no need to call me sir, professor. Oh, I just, yeah, I think, I think you can have just watched the movies and be like, I like the series, but I don't think you can be like, I'm obsessed with Harry Potter if you've only watched the movies. Because people come up to us all the time. I mean, not like random people. Randos on the street are like- And they're like, I love Harry Potter. I'm like, oh my gosh. Do you like the book? Like I asked, like, <laughs> you like the books? And they're like, no, I've just seen the movies. And I'm like, I love those movies too. <laughs> but like, you just don't get it. My, uh, I found out my brother and sister-in-law had, they watched, they read the first like two books and then only watched the movies. And I don't get it. It That's seems like insane. our brothers. They've like, well, I yeah. know my brother read a couple of them. I don't know if your brother did. I, I think my mom read the first one to DJ and I. Um, but I, I know, I don't think he's read any more than that. But he's watched all of the movies. The books are way better. And I know that people say that about movies all the time. But like, fake fans. Did you enjoy the movies though overall? Or were you kind of like, whatever on them? Um... Because that's also a sticking point, you know, for book fans. I'll just, Alex and I have always enjoyed the movies, but obviously we like the books. Yeah, I think the movies are fine. I like some movies better than others. I clearly have pictured some characters very differently than the movie. I wasn't reading closely enough, maybe, to (laughs) accurately say who Tonks was. Tonks! What a surprise that was. Um... But I think like, you know, there's just something so magical about being able to see some of the magic that like you don't necessarily get yeah. reading the book if you don't have an overactive imagination. Like, or even if you do, it's just really lovely to see it actually there, um, which is really fun about the movie. I think that's a good pro to watching the first Fantastic Beast movie. Okay. I think it works as a standalone and I think it really does have a fun celebration of magic and obviously like magical creatures. So if you like that aspect of the movies, I think that movie does do a really good job of that. Okay. You see adults like really flexing magic. Yeah. Like people that know magic are using magic. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like that. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I guess my final most important question for me is, and you've touched on some of that, so I think I might know the answer, but what is your favorite ship in the whole series? Like, what is your OTP of Harry Potter? For, for Alex, there's a correct answer. <laughs> there's not a correct yeah. answer. Harry and Draco. Um, like that Lupin, would. Lupin and Sirius. Yeah. Like that's what it needed to be. It's what it's always been. Yeah. Just, yeah. Lupin and Sirius. So it's not um, Neville and Jenny. I mean, I like that, but like, <laughs> I accept that that's not a thing. I don't accept that Lupin and Sirius didn't love each other. That's, I feel the exact same way about them. For me, they're like, I feel so passionately about them that they're almost canon for me. Like, I, it's really hard for me to, to get, wrap my head around the fact that they weren't in love at some point. I feel like there has to be so much fan fiction out there about it. Yeah. I've not read any Harry Potter fan fiction. Um, however, one time my sister did, we were making a joke and she was like, you can't look any up because you're going to get something spoiled. And I was like, fair enough. Um, but they but could, she, could just be a lie. Like you never know. Like, right. Well, she was not a lie, up, but like a part of the story. We were like trying to think of like the worst fan fiction combo we could find. Well, um, and there's found a, one with Creature and Harry. <laughs> yeah, that one was rough. Um, but... The other one that was really rough is there is a, like, one, like, two paragraph one out there about Hooch and Snape. Ah, first of all, That's not the Hooch worst is, one. Hooch is a lesbian, first oh, of all. obviously. with tongs. <laughs> and, uh, third of all, um... I think the worst ones I've come across are as follows. Harry x the Whomping Willow. <gasps> what? <laughs> that seems dangerous. Don't yes. ask too many questions. Um, I've also seen many. And when I say many, I mean many. Various Harry Potter students x the giant squid. Oh. Okay. Also yeah. seems dangerous. Yeah. Um, wouldn't delve into those. Great. Things but to avoid. If you ever want to read the most wholesome fic in the world about Sirius and Lupin falling in love while raising Harry because they ended up getting custody um, after um, the they figured out that the Dursleys were abusing him, then hit me up because I have the best fic for that. Yeah, go ahead and send that my way. Why not? <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, this is so awesome. Thanks for coming back, Esther. This yeah. is really fun to revisit and hear some of my absurdity just relived it's really lovely this was fun oh no i and please guys once again esther's instagram will be linked in the episode description please check out her stories they are absolutely hilarious and and just wholesome and great hey thanks all right well 
we'll look out for any other Harry Potter nuggets that you throw into the world, but this has been really fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was, this was lovely. This was a great time. Thanks for coming. I look forward to seeing your thoughts on Cursed Child. Ooh, excellent. <laughs> um, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs>